Yeah, and I think <laughs> the other thing that one of the principles that has really become ingrained in me is two sides of the same coin, which is how long things take mm. and how, how I'm going to say quickly, mm-hmm. things grow. But I don't mean quick. It's It takes time. Mm-hmm. But if you just do what you should do, you keep your head down, you keep it weeded, you know, mm-hmm. over time you'll see growth. And it's incredible. It's like, sure. wow, look at this. This grew in my yard. Like, I have yeah. this whole corner nonsense thing. Welcome to How I See It with me, Mark Pratt, and Justin Sternberg. This is a podcast that works to counter cultural polarization through thoughtful conversations. Morning, Justin. Good morning. How are you today? I'm well. Are you? I am. Feeling good today. I'm feeling pretty good. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear it. We, uh, earlier you mentioned we should record a session of us trying to pick a topic. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a podcast in itself some mornings. <laughs> this morning, particularly. No doubt. We're uh, a little noncommittal, had lots yep. of ideas. Exactly. And we still don't know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, we got an idea. <laughs> yeah. Where, where it goes, we got an idea. We got a generalized idea. We got where it start. goes. We got to start. Exactly. We're going to hit the ramp. Yeah. We don't know where we're going to land at the bottom. but Exactly. Should, we'll find out. Yeah. So tell me, what are what are you planting these days? I know I see your yard out there. and mm. Talk with me about what you're planting. So for the listener, <laughs> mm. I... Uh, I have a garage, which is where my office slash this studio is mm-hmm. in. This and is where we are. Yeah. It's it's not a particularly attractive building. It's a pole metal building. And um, for some reason, when we moved into this house, mm. there was these little magnolia tree shoots in the woods close to my house. Uh, probably, what's that, two feet? I give you eighteen inches. Yeah, yeah Justin's them, holding his hands apart here for yeah. us to for us to view. <laughs> They're about this tall. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Some of them are like a foot. You know, there's just a few of them, and mm-hmm. I was like, I like magnolia trees. They're really pretty. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what happens if I dig this up and stick it in a pot and just put it in my yard and yeah, you know how long you know what yeah. it look like as it grows and. I had, I had no idea how anything about magnolia trees except I like them and they have those big huge white flowers that mm-hmm. I really love and it's like hey that'd be cool if I could just get a big white flower off this little thing you know yeah so I stuck it in a pot and stuck it by my garage and I'm like hey that actually kind of makes my garage look a little nicer with the, sure you know, I don't know and that doesn't really but it kind of distracts from it um, and then I kind of went nuts I just kept doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Justin was transplanting weeds. That's right. Hey, but it was but if it was a pretty weed, it was good. I have some pretty weeds out there. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. In fact, like we have several uh vines in this area in our mm-hmm. yard. Is that like sure. wisteria? Every kind of vine yeah. is trying to take take over our yard and the forest behind us. It's crazy. You got Virginia creeper, mm-hmm. wisteria. I like that forest behind you. Yeah. Yeah, the forest. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, the forest that's two feet deep <laughs> to, the, to the neighbor's yard. Yeah. 
It's foresty enough for the one, the vines to try and take over. That's, that's for indeed. sure. They also have a thing called Catbriar, which is uh, yeah. what I call the devil vine. Yes. It's from the devil. Uh, they also have a thing called Trumpet Vine, which has got pretty orange flowers, which yep. is cool, but it's just invasive. Pretty much they're all invasive, right? Sure, sure. Um, hmm. But the Wisteria and the Trumpet Vine are very pretty. Like, the Trumpet Vine has those hmm. orange... Yep. Flowers and wisteria has really purple, yeah. pretty purple. Like they almost look like grape clusters in the spring. Like you just see them all over the trees mm -hmm. everywhere, and it almost makes you think, "Wow, there's a lot of trees that have purple flowers." No, it's just this particular vine called wisteria. So I started to just pluck out little growths and stick them in pots, and <laughs> I got a bunch of vines growing, you know, just in pots. And sure. So. And I've had people buy them for me. Like, they want, you know, they want to put them on a trellis or whatever. And sure. Oh, another one is the Carolina Jasmine or, okay. uh, yeah, or some people call it Jessamine, which I've been made fun of for because uh, oh. the locals definitely think it's Carolina Jasmine. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm growing those and then a bunch of trees. Like, I did the Arbor Day. Actually, my brother-in-law, who's a yeah. landscaper, Jackson, um, he started me on this Arbor Day thing where he brought over, I think it was like six, seven twigs that he got from Arbor Day. You know, they say, if you yep. donate 10 bucks, we'll send you 10 trees. And you're like, ooh, sure. 10 trees. Well, they're actually just 10 twigs, right? <laughs> and they're like a foot tall with, yep. with a few roots at the bottom, you know, and it's like, that's not what I would call a tree. Sure. But, you know, he gave us six or seven at the beginning of... I think it was last spring. Okay. No. Sounds about right. Two springs. Okay. Ago. And I stuck them all in pots and pretty much all of them, you know, grew, right? They became sure. like little trees. The twigs turned into trees. Right. Yes. Right. And by trees, you know, again, don't think of this tree outside your window. I mean, they're, you know, two, three feet. Mm -hmm. um, and two of them were crepe myrtles. Two of them were dogwoods. Neat. And they were getting to the point where they were outgrowing the pot, so I stuck them in my yard. I planted them. Yeah. And they're growing into, and the one dogwood at the one side of my yard is mm -hmm. basically the same size as I planted it. You know, sure. probably, what's this? Two and a half feet, three yep. feet? I give you that. The other one inches. on the other side of the yard is if you hold a branch up, it's taller than me. Like, oh, wow. And it's crazy. Like, we might as well see it from here. No. No, but I hear you. Yeah, so yeah. it's just fascinating to see how stuff grows. Sure, but yeah, yeah. I can, I can go on. And on. Oh, have you ever have you ever have you ever grown a tree from a seed? Uh, like planted. Yes. Yes. Well, ish. I mean, ish. So we have a lemon tree. Yes. And when we harvested the lemons from last year, we got like five and then it got really cold this winter so we're not gonna have any this year okay. but i got one i got the seeds out of it but i also got the seeds out of lemons we got from the grocery store and i put them all in my little incubator thing which it's not hard to incubate seeds just sure. so you know you just get a wet damp paper towel you stick it in a ziploc bag in a dark place yeah. warm warm dark place sure and you come back a month later and you'll see little roots trying to come out and you just stick it and, yeah. yeah so i did that with a lemon seed 
And I have one growing up there. It's probably so yeah, ten inches tall. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you 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 went from a seed to a twig. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You have a lemon, got a live lemon. twig right now. Yeah. yeah lemon yeah. twig. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I was just thinking about it from that Arbor Day, yeah. and I th- I was even thinking about it from the mustard seed, even if you will. Mm. You know how a mustard seed can grow into a you know a large tree, mm-hmm. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turns out though, it's much easier to grow things from just cuttings. You know, just gotcha. Um, there's those little little branches that grow up from the bottom of the trees that sure. are called suckers. Yep. If you just cut those off and stick them in a pot, man, you'd be surprised how many things will grow just by doing that. Yeah. A lot. A yeah. lot of things. Most things. <laughs> yeah. Most things. Yeah. yeah. It is impressive. It's I, almost, it's almost like no they're designed idea. to do that. Yeah. It's almost. Almost. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. I had no idea it was this easy to grow stuff. Yeah. Um, so where does that passion come from for you? Where where would you see that? I mean, well, is that something you've... Is it just the fact that you have a house now and you have property? Yeah. Or, yeah? That was the kicker, right? Because now there's a place to put these pots. I, okay. I, I never even... The idea never occurred to me prior like to do this. But again, that magnolia is stuck in a pot in... I've now planted that. I forgot to mention this. I planted two magnolias in my yard. And again, one is probably four feet. The other one is also about four. No, five feet. And the uh, But the other one is super wide. Like it looks uh. like a magnolia bush. It's crazy. Ah. Um, so yeah, I think just seeing like, oh, this stuff will grow. And not mm. only will it grow, but it grows in a meaningful, it grows a meaningful amount, amount within a year. Oh, Where sure. in my mind, trees took 50 years, right? Right. Which they do. Right. But you'd be shocked to know like how much, you know, a tree can go from one foot to two feet. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. It's just fascinating to watch it. Yeah. And so I think <laughs> to turn this into a less nerdy thing, <laughs> I guess oh. it's all nerdy. Everything we talk about can be nerdy, but. Uh, I hear you. Um, there's something about it in like. Once I started getting into this, that that's when I started stumbling into a lot of like quotes and mm. and Megan's been gardening more, and so we both kind of have seen all like there's this whole culture around gardening, around growing things, about mm. like it just brings peace. Mm. It's a way to you know, I guess disconnect from all the stuff going on and. Mm. I don't know. There's just or something reconnect. about it. Yeah, a disconnection from this yeah. and a connection Allows you to, to that, reconnect. right? Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and what I was sharing with you earlier is like, there's so many metaphors that have come to life mm. as a result of growing my own trees, my own stuff, mm-hmm. and seeing. <laughs> I mean, verses, right? Like, sure. Talking about be careful about weeds, it'll choke out, you know, growth and like seeing like, yeah, that's true. I got to weed my pots, you know, so that the thing can grow and seeing that you reap what you sow, like, yeah, as they sow, you know, I I dug up some soil from the back where there's some dollar weed and I planted some trees and I see, oh, look at that. There's dollar weeds in my pot, (laughs) right? Like, yeah, I'm reaping what I sowed and whether I recognize it or not, right, right. it came along for the ride. <laughs> it did, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and just, and then also, like, you, you reap what you sow in the good way, right? Like, 
Hmm. Plant a seed. It turns. It's turning into a little lemon shoot that hopefully will be, you know, tree yeah. in a pot at some point. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just the, like you said, a, a reconnection. I guess. To yeah, I was thinking about that even more because as we were talking about topics, you know, it's like the whole cyborg thing, you know, and mm-hmm. how connected we are to technology, whether we realize it or not, type. Thing, not going that far but i think there is something to be said for mm-hmm. you know that balance of connecting with technology and having to do something faster and faster mm-hmm. versus the ability to step back towards nature as mm-hmm. a balance mm-hmm. and, yeah. and to have to weed and to cultivate mm-hmm. and i think there's something to be said for that that you know sometimes i think we miss out on and I, and, I, and I think for me, as you were talking about even that part, it's like I hated weed in a garden as a kid. I really did, mm-hmm. you know, because it was just something I had to do. Mm-hmm. But now it's like if I have a moment to just pull weeds or when I have a moment, it's, it is just kind of a... Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a connection that I can, you know, make. And, it, and, it's, and I'm recognizing the... Not that I didn't see the um, the benefit or the the you know the um, yeah what's well, not the benefit but the um, the opposite of a consequence. It's like the reward, mm-hmm. yeah, the reward yeah, yeah, yeah. to a certain degree. But you know you can look and say, oh, I can see the plant that is supposed to be growing there, not all the weeds that go along with it. Yeah, you know, and that's refreshing, rewarding yeah. in that context, and yet. It's something more than that because it does seem as if I've, you know, almost <laughs> in my in my sense of who I am, I've saved those plants mm. from I've beaten back to a certain degree the the what the things that wanted to take over. Mm-hmm. And I've created a, a sense of order mm-hmm. to a certain degree. I just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I think, yeah. you know, in our humanness, that's probably part of what you know makes us like god this desire to create order and to to beat back those things that just want to be invasive yeah not that no nothing against your vines or anything but there's i think yeah but (laughs) i think there are there can be a lot of things in our lives that if we don't beat them back Mm -hmm. with discipline or structure Mm -hmm. or that kind of thing Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. they they can invade and Mm -hmm. you know and Technology may be one of those things, not to seem like I'm anti-technology, but, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to create those boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, uh, (laughs) you know, there's the parable of sowing seeds that Jesus talks about where, Mm. you know, some seeds fell on rocky soil, some fell into the briars, right? And they got choked out. And, um, I mean, it's very much kind of like what you're saying, where Mm. our soil needs... Again, mm. these metaphors just come to life, right? Like, sure. But our soil needs to be paid attention to, and, and yeah. the things growing up around us. And you, you know, you mentioned technology, which is a perfect example. I am I, I work in technology. That's that's yep. what I do, and I've had and I work from home. Um, and so it's so easy for me, especially the first few years, to just get to plug into the matrix, mm. right? And yeah. just kind of live in that matrix so even when i was around my babies right when they were babies Mm -hmm. you know i was looking at my phone i was still plugged into the matrix catching up on twitter like kind of 
trying to stay in this network, right? While sure. while also vaguely also trying to be part of this one. And um you mm. know, that's stuff I had to learn over time like that was choking choking out the real living plants I needed to nurture, right? Like yeah. the time with my family. Sure. And there was certainly a time where that was a sore spot with Megan. Anytime I was on my phone, it was mm. a trigger. And I could be looking at Google Maps, but as often as I looked at Twitter, mm-hmm. it, it might as well have been the same to her, you know? And yeah. so, just like, you're on your phone again, can you come back to the family, that kind of thing. And she was right. Like, yeah. it took some years to kind of recalibrate and some accountability, you know? Yeah. Recognizing, okay, she's probably right, I probably need to work on this. Now, I pretty much gave up Twitter. Wow. Yeah. And and that was that wasn't because of a personal integrity. I did a great <laughs> job. It's because the 2016 election came along and I couldn't take it anymore. Mm. I couldn't take the vitriol. I mean, that's that's I think big part of why this podcast came to be <laughs> was because it was the mudslinging across both lines. Sure. All that you know division and polarization and recognizing like man, yeah. we're just creating these sides and. I couldn't take it, so I got off Twitter and mostly got off Facebook and just started to connect with real people in real life, and mm. you know, and that's been a huge you started, shift. You started planting, mm-hmm. yeah. I started weeding, yeah. Yep. You know, started pulling out the invasive vines of <laughs> Twitter and Facebook. You know mm. what I mean? And um, and and. I also want to be very clear that there's a lot of benefits to Twitter, to Facebook, to sure. technology, to all those things. And I, for instance, I got my career started in web development because of Twitter, because of the relationships I built on mm. Twitter. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Almost a hundred percent. And I, I saw the job listing on Twitter. I replied on Twitter. Hey, I'm interested. They responded, yeah, you know, apply here on Twitter. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then someone that I had done some tiny bit of work with in the development world mm-hmm. that I met locally responded to those tweets and said, yeah, you should check this guy out. He's done good work. Oh, mm-hmm. This is all via Twitter, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what kickstarted my career was Twitter and these relationships. And yeah. so... Um, I think there is a there's a lot of power in these social networks and, no doubt. and what's available there. Um, but they exactly they can become vines that choke out you know mm. the 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 stuff that you have. And for some people, that is the stuff they have. The networks they have online mm-hmm. is their primary uh, social family, and that's okay. Like I, again, yeah. I, I'm not. This is not about judgment, but I can tell you, well. I, I think I can say unequivocally if you have, a, you know, a toddler in front of you, but you can't pay attention because you're staring at your network, mm. your social network on mm. your phone. I think that's a problem. I do. Hey. At least it certainly was for me. And I, I think yeah. it's probably true to say general. Now, again, there's so much downtime <laughs> in parenting. And of course you fill it with looking at your phone. That's whatever. I'm not, this is not about judgment. It's just about the balance and recognizing, mm. you know, those weeds. Yeah. Getting back to the weeds metaphor. and Yeah. Yeah. And I think <laughs> the other thing that one of the principles that has really become ingrained in me is 
two sides of the same coin, which is how long things take mm. and how, how, I'm going to say quickly, mm-hmm. things grow. But I don't mean quick. It's It takes time. Mm-hmm. But if you just do what you should do, you keep your head down, you keep it weeded, you know, mm-hmm. over time you'll see growth. And it's incredible. It's like, sure. wow, look at this. This grew in my yard. Like I have yeah. this whole corner of nonsense things I'm growing different trees different whatever and again like we'll buy we have a a regular jasmine not carolina jasmine but like right. an actual jasmine vine that we re re kind of configured into a bigger trellis nice and some you know some parts fell off we cut them off or whatever so i just stuck them in pots and i want can i grow more jasmine right. and then sell them you know whatever yeah um and it's just so cool to see like with minimal effort and a little bit of love and attention, like sure. things will grow. Now it's not going to happen overnight. I just stuck those in the pots last week. They look the same as they did last week. Yeah. But I'm like, I've seen this before, so I know it could happen, right? No doubt. And I don't know. There's just something so valuable in recognizing that things take time, and that's okay. Yeah. But also, they don't take as much time as we think they will. Sure. If we cultivate. It kind of brings so it back, sense. yeah. It uh, it brings back that uh, almost a legacy type dynamic, and mm-hmm. and sometimes you know, we may not be able to accomplish as much as we think we can in a year, but we can accomplish more than yeah. we thought we could in five years. Yep. That process exactly. of just continuing. Yep. And I and I and I think that's I think you know. Things do, it's kind of like with your seeds. I think, you know, the things that are important to us kind of have a way of becoming present. You know, the things that are really important to us tend to last Mm -hmm. because those are the things that we put our energy toward. We cultivate. Yeah. Yeah. And those things, you know, over time, they they gain momentum. Hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, once we get, if we can get it beyond that seed, if we can get it beyond that twig, mm-hmm. we don't mow it over, mm-hmm. you know, when it's in the twig stage yep. in the same height as the weeds and we yep. hit it with a weed whacker, yep. you know, and have to start over again, <laughs> you know, but if we all, once we get it to a point, it can, it can, it can thrive. Yeah. And I think until the deer come along. Well, you know, and it is, and is that even part <laughs> of the pruning? Got past the weed weight <laughs> yeah. stage, yes. and then yeah. Yes, but I think of it. You know, we've done mission statements. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, and that kind of thing. It's like what the the planting is 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 kind of a metaphor for that to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's interesting as as I mm-hmm. hear your story. You know, kind of how even as steeped i'll i'll put it in as you are in technology mm-hmm. how refreshing that ability to step back to the plants is mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. you know as you've mm-hmm. created that opportunity to step away and and recognize you know yeah even with your kids that's a that's a part of the planting that you continue to do mm-hmm. And I, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a good concept to be mindful of mm-hmm. when we, when we think about how we spend our time and, and, you know, our desire. Yeah. And also just understanding natural systems is so valuable. Mm. 
I think when you spend so much time online and in that in social networks and all that, it, you can kind of lose sight of natural systems, but they don't go away. We just lose sight of them. Yeah. And so, you know, winter has been interesting here because mm. all my stuff dies, right? Like all the leaves fall off all the trees, all my little growing you know, things, all the pots, the mm. weeds die, whatever. And it's just like a wasteland. And... Mm. You know, the first year that happened, I was like, well, that was a fun experiment, right? <laughs> sure. In my mind, it's like, well, some of this might come back, but this is, there's a lot of death. Like, this looks, yeah. this looks dead. This is well, there's bleak. there's a difference between yeah. death and dormancy. Sure. It's just, again, something I'm like relearning or learning in a br- fresh new way with this kind of growing stuff. Yeah. Because in spring, you go, oh, wait, is that a leaf coming out? what it's not dead you know and yeah seeing and then you give it a month two months and you're like this thing's not dead yeah <laughs> it is alive and well yeah and uh like just looking out there now it's like a jungle next to my garage because of all the stuff i'm growing but i know come you know january or whatever it's gonna just look like a bunch of ugly pots that you yeah know, i don't know it's just, and but knowing that that cycle is a thing is so important to growing things sure right so recognizing that in that in that context for you personally can you remember or are you when you think about being dormant can mm-hmm. you remember a time in your life where it seemed as if you were just in winter you were dormant mm-hmm. yes and yet there was a spring that came because mm-hmm. of it or after it yeah certainly um Man, I mean, there's just a lot of different directions I could go with that. I think of less less dormant and more like the seed stage. Yeah. Um, was in my early 20s before I started doing any real work on myself. And, mm. um, and life was just tough and life didn't make sense and everyone was against me and I was trying to figure out my place mm. in the world. And then I started... Uh, I read the book Seven Habits for Highly Effective People, mm-hmm. and right near the end of reading that book, I started my first Celebrate Recovery 12-step group, and between mm-hmm. those two things, that was like, you know, going from a seed to a seedling. It was like, mm-hmm. whoa, there, there, there was a lot of things missing, and now that I have some fertilizer and some knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. like, I can cultivate some things. I can immediately see growth, immediately see, Mm. you know, these leaves popping out. I can see how in the future, maybe there'll be some fruit off that branch, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So again, that's not necessarily dormant, but then there's been periods where, yeah, it's growing, growing, growing. And then, you know, uh, well, one example is uh, I was a house painter Mm. um, and I painted houses for a living and that was what I did. And then 2008 happened that whole housing mm-hmm. dilemma and economy nonsense and the painting houses wasn't a thing anymore right? yeah who's gonna paint their house and they don't have the money to buy food right and so i lost my job doing that and so for about two years i didn't have a official full-time job i did a lot of mm. odds and then little painting jobs for people and um did so, a lot of volunteer work but i would say those two years was definitely a season of dormancy for me yeah and 
but out of that, this this whole thing about the Twitter conversation I'm saying, this came as a result of two years of dormancy slowly into uh, working on my skills in terms of building websites and mm. just as part of my volunteering efforts and recognizing like, hey, I think I can maybe promote this as a thing in terms of getting a job um, and or freelancing. And so I did some freelance, which I was able to use as part of my meta. Uh, you yeah. freelance? Yeah. Are you talking about the air conditioner? Uh-huh. <laughs> we left the air conditioner on, so you might hear a buzz. That's all right. Yeah, so I, I don't know. That's one example of, I think, dormancy where then I got into this career. And it was like my life kind of took off in a sense where, okay, mm-hmm. now I have this new career path, and I loved it, and I did really good in it. And that was part of part of the getting lost in my social network twitter and mm. was just a passion right like for this yeah. new growth this new journey so again uh, you know i want to be careful not to overstate things because i think we so easily can vilify things that are not the villain that the problem is sure are in, inside of us and we we say oh social media is the problem social media is a problem especially mm. if you're you're not pruning it you know but yeah, I don't know. Does that count? Does the, does of that course, no. That's why it's just your off the cuff, very deep question. <laughs> well, I was uh, was that off the cuff? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but still, yeah, I was thinking about it in that context of yeah of I think we have. I think it's important that we're able to see because I think so often we can look at our current dormant stage if that's where we find ourselves and say. And go to that black and white thinking that says there's nothing good here. Yeah. This is yeah. terrible. This is awful. I can't deal with this. And yet hmm. we've been there before. Hmm. But it's only by hindsight that when we look back, we can say, oh, okay, this is another dormant stage. Um, there's, a, there's a preparation mm-hmm. that's happening here. I may not necessarily be able to see it. But yet the materials are here, like you, you shared, you know, all, all the things were in place, the fertilizer and what have you. But then there was this moment where I did this and then suddenly everything shifted mm-hmm. and it became like that springtime mm-hmm. because, you know, in the midst of that context, everything was available. I just needed to make a little shift. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, so often in our humanness, we can say, no, this is terrible. And we just try to avoid it at all costs. And we end up exerting more energy and, and, you know, going down a a road that might be unhealthy, just trying to avoid it versus being able to sit with it and recognize it as a cycle, as a Mm -hmm. season and being able to move forward in it. Yeah. I mean, for me, there's a very personal correlation to what you're saying in that, you know, I've, I've talked about this before, but I've struggled with depression once in a while. And sure. Um, last year I had, I did some counseling with someone for mm-hmm. a period of time. And right ar- along that time is also when I have gone through my first winter here, mm-hmm. seeing those things die and kind of start to come back. And there was some, and basically what I, one of the big takeaways from that season of counseling and working mm-hmm. through some things was a recognition of the value of winter 
Because mm-hmm. to me, winter was always a reality, but mm-hmm. I hated that reality. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially, I grew up in Minnesota, so winter was long, and it was gray, and mm-hmm. it was cold. It was most of the year. It was most of the year, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, for real. No, I see you, Nine yeah. months, whatever. Yeah. I mean, and then you'd see, you know, spring around the corner, and then you get a, a snow dump. Yeah. <laughs> and just crush yeah. your spirits. And, uh, yeah, so it just was something that I always saw as um, a reality, but not something I felt was valuable. You yeah, know? you didn't see and, the value in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things the counselor worked with me about. Mm. He wasn't using this metaphor, but just understanding like some seasons of down time and, and mm-hmm. whatever, just all these things they are valuable for various reasons and mm-hmm. I was able to recognize for me very specifically winter is triggering at the beginning of fall mm-hmm. things the the seasons get or excuse me the days get shorter mm-hmm. you know a little bit darker a little bit cooler things start dying things start falling off the tree mm-hmm. leaves etc <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and it all just represents death and depression and discouragement mm-hmm. for me and so I've done a lot of work recently to try and rethink those things. And then specifically winter recognizing, and this is something, you know, Megan and I have talked about too. Like there was some Saturdays that I spent all day Saturday with the kids playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm, cause I remember. Because it, it was winter yeah. and there's no pots to tend to. Yeah. <laughs> there's no yard to mow. Yeah. Um, and it was the season for that, mm-hmm. you know, and. So she and I have talked about that a lot. Like, yes, I've talked to her about kind of my new under, you know, embracing of winter and all that. It's, there's there are good things to winter. There are good things yeah. to that time of uh, dormancy, you know. And rest is a big part of that. Where, yeah. Um, yeah, there's just so much go 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 in summer, and it's all fun, and it's all good, and I I love it. But mm-hmm. I I recognize. I couldn't maintain this all year long. Yeah. But I've never had to. Yeah. Right? I mean, it no. never occurred to me to have mm-hmm. a sense of gratitude for that cycle. Yeah. And to embrace that cycle. And so that's what I'm really working on. And I think, I, I do think that the planting things and seeing those cycles, seeing the value of winter and, and, and how things come back to life and how it doesn't mm. kill them. And in some cases, the dormancy creates resilience, right? Yeah. Um, whatever. You know, just all those things are all tying into this journey, which is very interesting. And I think it's interesting, too, when you think about it in the context. It almost, when you think about winter, you know next winter's coming. Mm, yeah. And, and yet, you also know the next spring is coming. Yeah. And it almost makes, from my perspective, it, it almost makes the years shorter. It does, yeah. Because Interesting. It, because, you know, it's like, it's not like endless summer. We recognize mm-hmm. that. And it's like, okay, what I'm not going to get done this mm-hmm. year, I can, I might be able to do next year, mm-hmm. you know, and, and say that crop or those mm-hmm. plants, you know, don't do well this yeah. year. The, the season might be better for them next year, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I think there's, there's a optimism in that. Yeah. Because, you know, we can recognize, okay, yeah, that didn't do well. But then again, this did do well. You know, I had this area of growth, 
you know, and those seeds that I planted had a good return. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the ones that I thought I wanted to, but I think, you know, in that concept mm -hmm. of planting, you plant it all mm -hmm. and you recognize that, okay, this is the year. And we, <laughs> in our garden, we planted a bunch of stuff, but, you know, with Chris's dad and, you know, the weeds that came up while we were, you know, she was there and I was trying to tend to, you know, the weeds that had to be weeded, you know, prioritize. <laughs> it's like, you know, we come back and, you know, and this, we're calling this, this is the, this is the year of the cucumber. Because, you know, <laughs> the, the funny part of it was, you know, we, we took our composting out and we scattered that, you know, to on the ground and mm -hmm. rototilled. And it was so somebody had evidently thrown some uh, cucumbers, you know, seeds in the compost. So we got these cucumbers. But, you know, this is the summer of the cucumbers. <laughs> All the stuff that we planted <laughs> yeah. maybe did, honestly didn't do as well as the cucumbers that we just kind of put out there accidentally with the compost, to be perfectly okay. honest. But, you know, it's like, it, that's a reminder for me that, yeah, okay, mm. this is the this is the year of the cucumber. Mm. But at the same time, you know, the other plants are doing well. But it's just, yeah. it's just the fact that I think sometimes our plants yeah. can be a little more they, they they don't always have to work out the right. way that we thought they would right and it's any even when they don't mm. it's not necessarily a bad thing and there's a reason yes i agree mm. there's a reason that the bible and jesus uses nature's mm. as a metaphor so often look at the flowers of the field they don't worry about tomorrow you know mm -hmm. look at the sparrows of the air they're happy and happy go lucky because they know they don't have to worry about their food tomorrow it'll just mm -hmm. be there mm -hmm. they understand the systems intuitively mm -hmm. they were created for that and and so were we you know in you know this whole idea that you just described where i had plans for this thing to grow and flourish but instead this thing did mm -hmm. is very much exactly how life works right mm. and if you have this metaphor of creation to look at it's much easier to say yeah this is natural this is this is like you said now we can appreciate the cucumbers mm -hmm. and recognizing the the humor that's there and the irony but also recognizing that but hey, we got cucumbers, yeah. you know, and it's not all is not lost or whatever. Um, or for me, like some of the trees I planted last year, I was really excited about, like I planted a bunch of fruit trees mm -hmm. and I would say none of them really have grown that much. The apple trees grew quite a bit last year, but this year, not much at all. And mm -hmm. I don't know why, I don't know what that's about. But then, like I said, that dogwood tree just exploded like it's grown grown growing and it was a little guy in my pots and now it's yeah. almost bigger than me and that's really cool you know um and then yeah just seeing how some things grow some things don't and yeah. it's all part of the system it's all part you know and i think again living in the digital world it's easy to lose sight of the mm. natural systems at play but yet they still are like yeah in fact, if you look at our sales numbers and stuff for our product, you'll see that there are correlations to the natural seasons mm. of the year, you know what I mean, and, and various things, which is, I think is fascinating. You'll see habits shift as the light. If there's less light in the sure. day. Even though we have lights we can turn on, we still act differently, you know. And 
Mm -hmm. Also, like you might plan for a season that this thing that you're that you planted, you're gonna grow it and cultivate it. Mm -hmm. And I mean in business, right? And then find out, oh, this other thing is flourishing. I guess maybe, and again, just like in real life, you can continue to try and cultivate this thing that's not super happy and force Mm -hmm. it and try and fertilize it, whatever, and maybe you get some growth out of it. Mm -hmm. Or you could say, maybe we should focus on the cucumbers because they're doing really well. And maybe Uh we can figure out a new plan that works with that because it's something we didn't anticipate. And it's Mm -hmm. these natural systems Mm -hmm. are throughout life. And I think you know, like you said, using the word connected, when I get reconnected to those natural systems, looking at my pots, weeding, looking at the new growth in the spring, it really enhances my view. It's like a mm. you know, enhanced vision into the, the, the rest of life, right? Yeah. And I think that's a big part of what I'm enjoying about it too. It's just, man, these metaphors just pop to life when yeah. you see it in reality in real life plants. You know? Yeah. I was thinking about it even with your, as you brought up the apple tree. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, so often we, we, we may plant things that are pretty, mm-hmm. but we may not necessarily plant things that are fruitful. Mm-hmm. You follow me? The, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, a, a bush versus a tree, an apple tree or something. And I'm thinking about that, you know, from that aspect of uh, what things are you planting for long term? you follow Mm me yeah what things do you desire to see become more and more fruitful in the next Mm. 10 years 15 years 20 years Mm. as i think about you know those apple trees of of our lives if you will Mm -hmm. well (laughs) before i get into the deep answer you, you mentioned the, the magic number 20, and it made me think of my favorite quote about trees, which is, mm. when is the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. Sure. And I, I thought about that quote so many times. Yeah. You know, because it's like, a lot of the trees that I'm planting, there's no guarantees I'll be here in 20 years. Yeah. But if I am, I'll be so thankful I've stuck it in the ground today, you know what yeah. I mean? And also recognizing that 20 years is not the payoff although being new to this i thought it was right right but one year you get a payoff two years you get a payoff like sure. every year you get to see a little bit more growth it, your landscape looks a little bit different because now it's this yeah. tall and not that tall and now oh i can't see that thing anymore because this tree's covering it and yeah i don't know just <clears throat> like it's interesting and um and also too recognizing that when you plant a tree you don't plant for this thing that's one foot tall by mm. one foot wide no yeah you have to think about what is this going to be in 20 years and mm. that's how i have to plant it so when they tell you how the distance the spacing, plant between sure. yeah it's six feet 12 feet depending on the species feet, yeah. yeah yeah and you're like yeah but this is tiny, you know? Exactly. But it needs to be up close to the house yeah, where it can exactly. be protected. It's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got to take care of it. And, uh, yeah, just when you plant things, you plant yeah. for that growth. You plan for that growth. And so, yeah, now you can tie that back into what you were trying to say. <laughs> well, no, I was thinking about it. What are you, what, from that aspect, what are you planting now for 20 years? Mm-hmm. You know, as a because uh, Mark Batterson, you know, a circle maker, he talks about the guy that planted the 
you know, the tree, I forget what the tree was, but he, you know, planted a tree for his grandchildren, Hmm. you know, he, because his father had, Hmm. his father, his grandfather had planted trees for Hmm. him to benefit from, Hmm. you know, and I was thinking about that as we think of, you know, what are, what are you currently planting? You know, what do you have with that mission statement, possibly that 20 year, what are you doing today with that, okay, 20 years from now, Mm -hmm. still the year, the five year, the 10 year benefits, but what are you, what are you planting for? I think a few things that certainly come to mind um, are, well, a primary one is relationships and recognizing Mm -hmm. that, just kind of going back to that, looking at Twitter instead of my 18 month old on the floor you know the mm. eight years ago right <laughs> mm, yeah. um and recognizing that mm. the relationships in front of me are the the kind of the 20-year plan yeah and the twitter relationships are not yeah you know I hear you. there'll be new twitter followers in 20 years the, the the face on the other side of that twitter screen usually is interchangeable no i've met some a lot of these people and they become real friends and that's the benefit of a social network, right? Sure. These are real people you can become real friends with. But all that being said, um, some of the relationship, and that ties very much into Celebrate Recovery too, mm-hmm. and recognizing that some of the relationships that I have built mm-hmm. through the years through Celebrate Recovery mm-hmm. are now those 20, you know, years later mm-hmm. trees in my life that mm-hmm. they are core parts of my family. You know, a lot, you know, extended family right yeah Uh, and so for me this isn't exact i'm sure not the answer you were looking for in terms of like whatever but relationships to me are so important Mm. and to cultivate them they're like trees to me like all my little trees that i'm growing out there like if i can add a new tree and cultivate it that's Mm. awesome you can you there's no Mm. such thing as too many trees growing in your yard you know in little pots and you're cultivating and seeing how will this play out or whatever? Yeah. And uh, maybe we give it away. Maybe, you know, maybe someone wants to buy it on Facebook Marketplace. Now that's, that's the, the metaphor is breaking down. <laughs> this <laughs> I mean, podcast is brought to you by Justin's Trees, <laughs> Justin's <right>. Plants. <laughs> exactly. That's a good idea. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not going to like put my friends on Facebook Marketplace because it didn't work out. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, just, it's really there's almost no downside to cultivating mm-hmm. new relationships. Now, there are definitely a limit to the number of relationships any given person can have. It. Sure. I heard uh, a, a, in a good book, it described as um, like Lego pieces. Like some of us have mm-hmm. like, we're a big brick, right? Where we have eight connector blocks and we can connect to eight other relationships and mm. some of us are the four or the two and we're, you know we, mm. we need two good relationships and sure so they're not all built the same and i i recognize that and i recognize there's a limit but um i don't know the investment in people um through celebrate recovery and some of those relationships has been mm. a key part of like when I think about walking down the aisle to my own funeral mm-hmm. and what people are saying or whatever, to to recognize that, to, to hopefully people would say he was a person who invested in people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. built relationships? Who 
uh, was a friend to anyone, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that takes work. It takes cultivation. And um, I don't know, in terms of like building a thing or creation or whatever, um, this podcast is part of it. Like being able mm-hmm. to communicate things I've learned is a part of uh, like a 20-year legacy, whatever that is, mm-hmm. that I want to have done. I want to have shared some of the things I've learned with anyone who will listen. Well, this mm. is a great avenue for that, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the number of people that will listen is not up to me, but what is yeah. up to me is to share, you know, and I feel like that's part of part of that 20-year plan. Is, sure. Yeah. What about you? From a 20-year plan? Sure. Yeah. To answer your own question. Yeah, by all means. Um it's interesting because I, I think about my own kids, of course, and I have a 20-year-old yeah. daughter and a 22-year-old son, and, mm. I, and I think about it, I do think about it from the aspect mm. of, you know, that opportunity to watch them, you know, kind of become their own individual, mm-hmm. you know, and recognizing that, yeah, another five, 10 years, you know, there may be grandkids, you know, there may not be, but at the same time, the reality is it's a possibility. And I, and I think about it even in uh, the aspect of, you know, what we're doing, you know, with the, the ministries we desire as far as, you know, renovation and, and, you know, out to the property and eventually, you know, you know, Sparrow's Rest type, 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 thing where you know ultimately it's about you know wanting to invest in other marriages you know help people with their marriages in such a way that you know they they survive this five-year type awareness that they're you know currently in this Mm -hmm. this this tornado if you will of you know getting married and the reality of their you know relationship and how they've shifted from you know that friendship focused relationship to a fixed focused relationship that it's about fixing what's wrong with you Mm -hmm. you know versus excuse me accepting who you are and recognizing that our differences are what can you know help create that growth if you will Mm -hmm. and it's it's worth our while to continue to cultivate this relationship because yeah there's a lot of weeds that need to be taken out of it out of the relationship but if we can focus on it i do think our marriages are much like gardens you know Mm -hmm. we want to think at times that they're just able to maintain themselves Mm -hmm. you know i can do my thing you can do your thing and we'll just still have a wonderful marriage Mm -hmm. and it will go the distance when in reality that's not the case you know, because there are things, you know, the wilderness comes in and we got to beat that back mm-hmm. and we got to cultivate our marriage. We got to cultivate our relationship in order for it to grow. And it's going to take work. And I think sometimes, you know, in our in our culture, if you will, people don't realize or don't want to recognize. They want to, you know, ha- they want to maintain a feeling And, you know, and once that feeling is gone, well, then so is the relationship. The marriage is, is, it's just, you're the wrong person. And it's the, the desire to continue to cultivate who I am, kind of like Mm -hmm. you described. 
and recognize that, you know, healthy individuals make healthy relationship, you know, and I think that becomes part of my message or part of my, part of our, I of course, include Chris in that, you know, whatever I do, she, it, she just makes it better, you know, when she's with me in that process of encouraging, you know, couples and so forth. But I think for me, that's my, I've probably been doing this almost eight years now, you know, as I look at, you know, from a timeline perspective. And that's, that's what I want to be doing. That's what my passion is. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I want to be doing. I want to be, you know, helping people cultivate relationship, you know, that, um, has a, has a legacy for each and every person, mm -hmm. you know, and I think, you know, that, that becomes my, you know, 20 year, that becomes mm -hmm. my 25 year, you know, yeah, for me. That's good. That's really good. I think it's it's interesting that relationships are a key part of both of what we share. Oh, sure. I think, and I think the reality is that, that that is one of the most important things we can grow in our lifetime, right? Yeah. That's family. That's friendships. That's... Yeah. If you don't have those things, what do you have? You know? Yep. I, uh... <laughs> yeah. And it's... It, Go ahead. Nope. And, and I think I, I, I feel for people, you know, who, who do have to move frequently. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or, you know, because of their job circumstances yeah. or whatever, you know, to where I, you know, I think mm -hmm. about it even as we went home and, you know, for Chris's dad and that kind of stuff. And I see my parents and my parents, you know, have been in their house for yeah, since the sixties, mm. you know. So yeah, well, sixty some, years. They got They've some been, trees. They that, do. Yeah, they do. Uh, They've yeah. got some trees, and yeah. you know, and I and I and I see the blessings of that. I I can also see sometimes, you know, the mm. more we're in a space, you know, our world can become smaller, you know, and I'm, you know, with age, I think that can happen, and that's no offense to anybody that's aging, but yeah, it's for me like too. Me. <laughs> you are, but I think about it in that context of, you know, people who don't have the, or, or it's difficult to build long-term relationships. Cause I think about it even, you know, probably some of the closest relationships Chris and I have are the people that we raised family with, mm -hmm. you know, in this area, and, yeah. you know, that's yeah. that our kids grew up together mm -hmm. that created a, a lot of connection. Mm -hmm. And I think about it from that planting dynamic you know to where yeah so that's that's kind of what comes to mind there mm. and i so i do feel for people mm. that are tr you know very transient in their jobs and, yeah I mean, you know, military even you yeah. know yeah i think you know Absolutely. I, I, you know yeah and i i think the key is still to build relationships yeah you know, and i don't know yeah I, i'm not going to pretend to give advice for that but i know that's still key right? yeah and no i hear you I, you know, you were talking about the people that you spent your life with, with your kids growing mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. and how those tend to be the ones you end up being close with. It made me think of this metaphor, which I think is just so beautiful, which is those really tall, you know, pine trees that you'll see in forests mm -hmm. often they're, you know, mm -hmm. 120 feet tall mm -hmm. and just a toothpick. Right. Right. And yet they're in a forest full. Sure. And, you know, a big storm will come along and they're fine. Nothing happens. And you think, how does a toothpick stay up in the storm? You know, it sure. doesn't make sense. And 
then what you'll find out is if they clear cut a bunch of that land and there's still a clump of them, well, now they can't withstand. And it's what it is, is the roots. Sure. The roots grow in and around each other. Like I'm crossing my fingers. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And Interval. what happens is that creates that stability. So when the storm sure. comes, well, I don't, I don't have to depend on just my roots. When I lean, your mm. roots are holding me down and the person, you know, the, mm -hmm. the tree next to it is holding its roots are, and we're all embedded in any, and that creates that strength in that that network right sure where these trees are going to grow similarly and be similarly protected and mm -hmm. going to be in you know have similar ideologies even and they're going to look similar because they're in the same root system and yeah. i don't know i just think it's psh, the metaphors don't stop they never stop <laughs> <laughs> with, with trees yeah um are we good to wrap up I, I think so my thought was this as we wrap up yeah if get a plant just get a plant, learn how to cultivate a plant. Maybe you get a garden. Maybe you do like I did, stick a little treeling in a pot, but do it. Because I think you'll be shocked at like the value that you find. Or maybe you kill it. Well, get another one. Try again. Sure. Try putting it more sunlight. Try watering it less. Google it. See if there's a way. It's. I think you'll be surprised at the value that it can bring to your life, which is so weird. No doubt. <laughs> but it's worth it. Yeah. So this is how we see it. So Go I plant see. something. Hey, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like how I see it, please do all the things that podcasts tell you to do. Subscribe, rate, review, follow us, uh, and or talk nicely about us on social media. If you want to reach out, the email is us at howiseeit.click. Yep, I said dot click, as in dot C-L-I-C-K. Please tell your friends about this show, and we'll see you on the next one.